You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. We are continuing our Cyberpunk Week coverage this week. Uh, our big crossover between Lore Party Network and uh, the Certain POV Network with the Geekly Media Network. We are all talking about Cyberpunk this week because why not? Cyberpunk is awesome. And last week, Chris and I talked about Spider-Man 2099. That's the Marvel side of Cyberpunk. The DC side of Cyberpunk is... Batman Beyond. That's right. Good old Terry McGinnis. And uh, I mean, th- the joke is kind of that Terry McGinnis is just Peter Parker in the future, right? <laughs> uh, no, they definitely share. Uh, at least at the start, they shared the similar origin. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that episode. The there's the, the episode movie where uh, it's the return of the Joker, right? And you got Terry McGinnis trying to fight the Joker in his own way or having to fight him in the Batman way and it's not working. And he's like, that's, that's the problem is I talk like Batman didn't talk and like, it just annoys the hell out of the Joker until he wins. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny because the streams kind of do cross because Spider-Man is known for talking Spider-Man 2099, at least in his first initials, like, it was very cerebral. Like a lot of the comics were very much his inner thoughts, not necessarily him speaking out. And then with Batman Beyond with Terry, it was just like, I'm all over the place talking <laughs> and show us thought bubbles just as much. But yeah, it's definitely uh, had quite the character. And then I always have trouble pronouncing his last name. I know it's Will Friedel. Yes. Will Friedel. Oh, that's the first time I got it right. So you heard it here, folks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the you know, major voice actor. And uh, sure enough, he's got Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond as one of his credentials. Yeah, I think most people remember him as Eric from Boy Meets World. But yeah, he's he's a huge voice actor. He's also the voice of uh, Quill, Peter Quill on the animated Guardians of the Galaxy TV show series or at least he was i don't know if that show's still going or not i think they I think they might be but yeah he uh he's definitely one of the star lords so it's like, all right that's cool <laughs> he's, he's got a good vibe for it though he, that that laid back kind of onto his voice works out perfectly nice all right so before we get into batman beyond and breaking him down let's get to that spinner rack because it's because you know what it's new comic book day so before you go into the future, make sure you take some great reading material with you. So this Tuesday from DC Comics, you'll have your opportunity to get a copy of American Vampire 1976, issue three. I really love those Raphael Albuquerque covers. I think he just does amazing work with two tones. So that's really cool. And that's going to uh, also be a nice sneak peek to the interior work because he's also the interior artist uh, right alongside with Scott Snyder scripts. 
And if you want to keep things two-toned, Batman Black and White is back. They are creating a third volume standalone stories that maybe are in continuity, maybe aren't in continuity. They're just wild things that are done in black and white. So if you want to get your eyes on that, definitely check those out. Um, we also have Batman. No, I'm sorry. Uh, here, well, no, these are a couple. There we go. Batman 104. That's the correct number. Batman issue 104 is out. Now, this is kind of interesting because I do a – no, I'm sorry. This is a variant cover release. Uh, so that tells me I'm a little bit behind on that. But I would definitely say with this variant cover release, it being the character study of Barbara Gordon – I feel this is going to be a major issue that's going to be on the way towards Barbara stepping into Oracle as opposed to be Batgirl. Definitely, if you get a chance, pick up this, skip it because you're going to be regretting it later when the big change occurs. And speaking of big changes, Scott Snyder himself put out a tweet basically saying, these are the big books to start reading right now as we lead to, and people were thinking it was going to be called the DC Omniverse, don't know yet but he is referring to it as d 2021 oh dark knight's death metal last stories of the d universe will be out and on the cover we definitely see it's like the titans uh dick grayson cyborg donna ollie uh, looks like starfire as well on there beast boy probably raven uh, one of the big lineups they're part of the old guard standing there so what's going to happen You've got various writers and artists teaming up to tell these stories. Plus, if you're a collector, uh, a Gary Frank's Triptyarch cover, this will be part two featuring the Silver Age of the DC. Uh, the last one, I know, I think it was part of the New 52 last stories or something like that, or New or Dark Knight's Death Metal Secret Origin. Uh, but that one featured the Golden Age characters, and it'll lead to the 1980s-esque characters. Definitely pick it up and read it because there's going to be lots of craziness coming out of that. Um, if you're in the holiday spirit, DC Comics will be joining you because they've got their own DC Mary Mary Multiverse, which will feature a lot of wild tales. And as we can see on this cover, we've got President Superman, uh, Lobo, Harley Quinn. <laughs> Anywhere without Harley Quinn. Nope. Uh, but definitely a lot of super people on here. It looks like Sunshine Superman. Haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, we've got Bizarro, we've got Super Demon, we've got the Justice Lord Superman from the Batman Beyond future. So they know we, uh, they, they definitely, they listen to us. That's why they're on these covers. Uh, we can even see Batman Beyond on it right there. So there's definitely going to be a lot of there. So $10 gets you 10 tails. So a buck a story, not too. Um, Detective Comics issue 1032 will be out. So it looks like Damian Wayne will be going up against Hush. So if you're on the follow for that character, definitely check it out. Endless Winter will be continuing on this week. So if you're picking up that event, make sure to pick up Flash, issue 767, along with the Superman Endless Special. So two parts this week. Sweet Tooth, The Return is back with issue two. Ills from the Dark Multiverse. This time they will be focusing their dark lens on Flashpoint. It's going to be real interesting to Jeez. see a focus on Batman or maybe the reverse flash who yeah. will be the character that gets really screwed over in this sick world. Yeah. I was going to say, what, what would be the, the 
bad the dark side of of flash i mean obviously there there's go, there is there can be one i mean it works out for the better for the heroes at the end of flashpoint but like what would be the big change do you think i honestly the only thing i could think of is if we go back to flashpoint right and there was the pivotal moment and professor zoom is like yeah you know raving at barry and then all of a sudden you see that sword poke through his chest because thomas wayne stabbed him i almost feel like maybe Barry dies in this one, and Professor Zoom now gets to make his own Uma 52, maybe? I don't know. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Not the case. I better trademark that idea, because I think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I do find interesting, though, is Brian Hitch will be the writer and artist on It'll be pretty. He definitely picks it up and goes with it. Um, Wonder Woman, issue 768, will be out. We've got Absolute Trans Metropolitan Volume Number One. They're going to be repeating, uh, reprinting his story. So definitely a little bit of a cyberpunk vibe to him. He was definitely one of the trailblazers in late '90s, early 2000s. So check that out. Uh, Archimaniacs will be out. Kurt Baltazar and Franco. Those guys are great. They come in with their uh, very cartoony stories, but they're just fun. They're great, great treasures for everybody of any age. So definitely check those out. Books of Magic will be receiving an omnibus volume one this week. So if you want to get some Neil Gaiman in your life, definitely check that out. Um, and if you're going to buy an omnibus, this is one I'm going to highly recommend. Dead Man Omnibus. This will collect probably close to like the first two decades of his all the original stuff from his first appearance to like, I want to say at least second miniseries. Oh. Unfortunately, DC just doesn't have that much love for the dead man. Uh, they need to get on that because he's a great character. <laughs> uh, but if you want to pick up his origins and see great stuff, you're going to have some Neil Adams art. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez is in there. Just awesome, beautiful stuff. And if you want to see a man tormented as he's trying to find his way through the afterlife and be a better person, definitely check it out. Um, Shazam and the Seven Magic Lands trade paperback will be out. This will collect a book of Jeff Johns and Dell Eaglesham, Scott Collins, uh, their run on Shazam. If you want to get a sneak peek what Shazam 2 might be about, I would definitely say pick this book up. But I will warn you, some tissues handy. That was one of the hardest issues I've had in a long time. Wow. Billy Batson. I don't even want to tell you the rest. I want you to have that emotional experience. Be prepared for that. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it was intense. Like, I'll talk to you about it when we're off air, <laughs> but I'm not going to spoil our readers. I love spoiling you guys. I give you so much. And I know it's December. Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. And then the classic Superman versus Wonder Woman uh, King Size Treasury Edition will be reprinted in full hardcoverness. This will be written by Jerry Conway, the creator of The Punisher, and it'll have amazing, beautiful, detailed art by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. That is your DC Comics collection on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, you can get all your other comic books. So Dark Horse has been doing their own Bill and Ted are doomed at number four. That's perfect to tie in with the Bill and Ted movie. So if you want to get more adventures of those wild stallions, definitely check that out. Um, let's jump to another company here. We've got a lot of Red Sonia coming out and Vampirella from uh, 
Dynamite Entertainment, so get prepared because there is a crap ton of variant covers there. Uh, this is something that caught my eye, so for those of you that love animation, uh, check out the comic book history of animation. This will be the number one issue. I don't know if it's going to be a miniseries, but Fred Van Lente, he does a great job of doing these comic book histories. He's done one over comic books, I believe one over movies, and now he's going over animation. So if you want to get a little bit of a behind-the-scenes view from somebody of what was going on during the day, definitely check it out. It comes to us from DW. Um, and if you are getting a Marvel fix, IDW also has their Marvel Action Chillers. This time they will be focusing on Spider-Man and the Wasp. And if I'm looking at this correctly, I think that is the Hope and Oh, the Hope Pym Wasp. Ooh. That should be kind of in. Uh, see her get some screen time. And then also, if you missed out, it's okay, it's back. Age Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin number one will be getting a second printing. That book sold out before it even got loaded on the truck. It's insane. So congratulations to TMNT and Kevin Eastman. Damn, that is insane. I didn't even get a copy, and I'll be good at keeping an eye on that. It's a bit past me. <laughs> wow. So did you um, read it? Did you read it already though? Actually, no, I haven't. Um, I, I want to, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy the trade paperback collection. Uh, typically, I find myself buying these singles and then buying the trades. Um, so I think what I'm going to do in this case is I'm just going to buy the, the trade paperback and check that out in one sitting instead of reading it and then going month to month. Trying to avoid spoilers, uh, but at the same time, it never bugs me if I do get some information, but... I'm dying to know, like, man, what does it look like? What happens? What future clues do we see in issue one that'll piece together the story between now and the? How many how many issues of that is out now? Uh, only the one so far. Okay, that's what I thought. It got it got postponed a lot due to the whole COVID shutdowns and stuff. But yeah, as soon as it, like I said, it didn't even make it out of the truck. It was already sold out. So I was, <laughs> uh, let's see, another book to keep an eye out. I don't know anything about this. I know it's going to get hot. This is coming to us from Image Comics crossover. Oh, so, um, if you're keeping an eye on the Twitters, you've probably seen Donnie Cates post the cover to crossover issue number three. It has Spawn on it. So a lot of people are speculating. This is Donny Cates showing the big two that, hey, these crossovers sell. People want it. Well, maybe we'll see DC and Marvel do something. Or maybe we'll just see DC Comics license their characters since they're not doing much with their characters. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> but I would love to see some crossover action. So this might be a book that's going to fast track on my list. That's coming to us from Image Comics. Um, we also have Walking Dead. Oh, nope, I'm sorry. That's just going to be somebody re-releasing it. My bad. Uh, so let's just jump straight to Marvel. We will have Amazing Spider-Man issue 54 out. Um, so Spider-Man has been taking on a lot of interesting turns with the Sin Eater and then revisiting the uh, One More Day storylines. That is going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Avengers issue 39 will be out, and this is getting us to a new Phoenix host, so that'll be wild to see who picks. Uh, Captain Marvel issue 24 will be out as well. Uh, 
We also have Guardians of the Galaxy number nine. Um, so if you're reading the book, and I hope you are because it's a great book, our Lord was killed. Ooh. It was pretty intense. Yeah, so in this issue, he comes back. Maybe. maybe I don't know. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, and if you are staying at home and keep yourself healthy and safe, Marvel wants to treat you. They've got a Heroes at Home one-shot. Zeb Wells has teamed up with a lot of artists, and they are doing their own little like one-pagers on what does Spider-Man do when he's all these types. It's a neat way to reward people who have chosen to stay at home. Um, we have Juggernaut issue four, so that's taking on his new adventures in House of X World. Gamer King in Black number one will be out, so the King in Black storyline has launched. It will be everywhere in the Marvel Universe, even in the deep sea, so definitely check that out. Marauders issue 16 will be out, collect, uh, being part of the Exoswords tie-in, so this will be more of the fallout. Due to that fallout, we have Sword. Sword is back. Abigail wow. Brand is coming into the new of X world, and it looks like she's got quite the team. Recognize Cable. I see Magneto. I'm not too sure who some of the other fellows and ladies are in that one, but it's nice to see them back again. Jeez, Magneto and Cable. I mean, you got two pretty heavy hitters there. Yeah, that's going to be something else. But, you know, I, I could be wrong because I was looking at some art the other day, and I don't know if there's another round with a Magneto helmet. Oh, that's what's tough because on the main cover, he kind of just have the typical Magneto pose with the cape wrapped over him. Well, I can't see the costume and say for sure that that's him, but I need to find out like who this Magneto Jr. want to be. I think Krakoa made a um, very controversial decision that clones will not be resurrected. That's not good for Joseph and Madeline and no. the other cables that are out there. <laughs> Uh, the nightmare that is Spider-Man will finally end. That's right. Spider-Man issue five will be out. J.J. Uh, Abrams and his extensive reach of what's the proper word? Uh, Nepotism. Uh, there we go. By getting his son a job writing Spider-Man. Those two have teamed up and uh, sorry, I'm letting my uh, inner jerk show. But yeah, don't pick that up. <laughs> no offense to the comic book dealers. Uh, let's see here. Ultraman, Rise of Ultraman issue four will be out. This is part of Kyle Higgins and Matt Groom bringing Ultraman to the comic book world. Will he be part of the Marvel Universe? I don't know. That's up to you. Go buy the issue. Venom issue 31 will be out, which also ties into the King and Black story arc. Um, Warhammer 4000, Marnellius Caligar issue three will be out. Wolverine number one will be getting a signed edition, so keep an eye out on that if you want to try to pick that up. Uh, we will have an Amazing Spider-Man by Nick Spencer, Green Goblin's Returns trade paperback. So that's collecting his series as it gets towards the uh, uh, the, the Sins Returned. Uh, Giant Size X-Men will be collected in a trade paperback. So Jonathan Hickman has done a series of one-shots uh, focusing on various X characters. So these are part of the House of X world. So definitely check that out as well. Uh, Epic Collections will be a, doing a Thor collection, which features the Thor War. So if you are looking for some better Ray Bill action, definitely check this one out. 
And that seems to be what's on your spinner rack. That is a very full-size spinner rack for this week. So definitely a lot of titles out there you can uh, check out and be really into if you were excited about King in the Black or uh, Death Metal, Dark Knight's Death Metal. Like that that Dark Knight Death Metal one shot cover, you know, like last stories of the DC. Like that was a long title, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like uh, get rid of the beautiful art because we have to put this the cover on there. <laughs> uh, I, 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 did, I guess I didn't realize that Dark Knight's death metal was going to be the ushering in of a yet a new uh, universe, so to speak, kind of like New Fifty Two where Rebirth was. Uh, DC didn't know that either. Oh, okay. <laughs> Scott Snyder just was like. No, no, no! This is what we're doing now. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, I, I think this has been tough. Like, if you, depending on the rumors that you want to buy into, but no matter what, there's definitely been a lot of shuffling at our brothers and um, and it's, it's scary because you don't know what's happening. You don't know who's going to make it through, and unfortunately, it looks like the characters like. I just, I really feel like Warner Brothers is getting too involved in D. And that sucks because all Warner Brothers likes to do is be like, hey, let's make Superman and Batman. And I love Superman and Batman, don't get me wrong, but I have a JLA without the other characters as well. And then, you know, Harley Quinn, yes, that's great, but that character is so overplayed that it's not even the character that it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, it's, they're definitely looking at. Trying to figure out, okay, what can we do? Uh, how are we going to do this? And uh, what's going to be the fallout? So Arch is going to have some heavy talk. Those advanced solicits. Uh, uh, Dark Knight's death metal is a step. Your state is a step. That's going to lead to easy. Cool. All right. Uh, let's get into talking about one Terry McGinnis, the Batman Beyond, or the Batman of the Future, which have you. Yeah, so Batman Terry McGinnis, his first appearance was television. Uh, he is one of the few characters that appeared on our screen and then made it to our comic book pages. So he appeared in the first episode of Batman Beyond, and that aired January 10th, 1999. Wow. And it's, it's did just, you watch it when I, it first came out? I did. I, I remember watching it when it first came out. And uh, looking at this um, Wikipedia entry where it says that the, it started on January 10th, 1999, and it ended on December 18th, 2001. Like, that's just what, just about three years long. I, I really felt like it was longer than that. Feels like that when they say 52 episodes, you're like, wow. I think cartoons air faster than they do like television series, or at least back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. they definitely crammed in a lot because I was looking at, uh, I kind of had the same illusion when I was looking at, um, gosh, what was it? Batman, the animated series. I felt like that show was on forever because they have such a wide breadth of episodes. But when you look at the air dates, you're like, Oh wow. That kind of, kind of ran pretty quick. And did you, I assume that yeah, you were a big fan of, of the show as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember 
I want to say in my mind, I think that I think January 10th, 1999, it might have been a Friday or something like that. But I do remember it aired on Kids WB. They did a special night episode and I was like, oh, I got to watch this, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I loved it. You know, I, I, I just thought it was so great. I, I love the simplicity of the costume. Um, I just thought everything was so cool about it. I think that's pretty wild. If if you don't mind, like I know we're, we we kind of go things a certain way, but you know the costume, right, with that red and black. It's kind of funny because nineteen ninety four ninety five we get Kingdom, and um, so you you have those designs, and then all of a sudden, Aldini starts kind of getting pretty big himself with animation, and then eventually he comes to comic books. Paul Dini and uh, Alex Ross were teaming up for a while. Oh, like, yeah. They were becoming buddies and whatnot. And then it came time to do Batman Beyond. And Aldini pulls out that classic bat suit. I know um, uh, Alex Ross was kind of a little bit bummed about it because he was like, oh, I totally would have loved to have used that in Kingdom Come. Oh, so somewhere in the multiverse... That is King Come Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that story. That is the one thing, though, about the Batman Beyond costume, which I understand it works good for the show and it works good for the the cyberpunkness of the show and the and the and what they were making. But I kind of wish that he had a cape, a proper cape. It would definitely be cool because it gives that uh, when you call him the Dark Knight. I've gotten so used to that cape draped over him and feels like it gives it that esque look. But yeah, it kind of would have been neat had they done an actual cape on the guy. Do you know of any history of the show of like why, why it came into uh, fruition? Not really. Like I know definitely like, I mean, I think it was just kind of playing with an idea. Forget who came first. I think Batman beyond and then, because it, it's actually kind of weird, there was talk over on Fox Kids about actually doing Spider-Man 2090. They were going to give him his own animated series. But it just felt Miguel O'Hara was a little too adult for kids. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like while they were having those discussions, because, of course, companies talk, people talk, I think... Know, word got over to kids WB that hey they're gonna do a future Spider-Man. What are you guys gonna do? I think that's kind of what to fast track the idea of okay let's let's do this because there was no hint of it coming in the comics. Uh, Terry McGinnis was not a thing until that cartoon. Okay, yeah. know, that's, that's just my thoughts. Do you do you have any urban legends or anything I, like that? You know I feel like I remember hearing something somewhere and I can't quite recall what it was that i heard i remember i think the last san diego comic-con i went to was the one where they were promoting the um uh the batman beyond blu-ray you know box set that came out with the the chrome funko pop of terry mcginnis batman beyond and i think that there was a story in there but i can't remember it i can't call it, recall it from the top of my head <laughs> Uh, no, that definitely that that Blu-ray box set, um, it 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 brought him back into the the spectrum of things. It definitely, uh, it it made it relevant again. On that kind of interesting, um, 
I, I can't. I'm not finding any urban legends. Well, that would be definitely kind of interesting to see what, you know, what, what inspired it. Was it just entirely Paul Dini being like, oh, I was drawing one day and all I had was a black and red pen and bada bing. <laughs> <laughs> was that like, did the two shows uh, overlap with each other or did, was Batman the animated series like already done when Batman Beyond came out? Do you remember? I want to say, I think Batman Beyond like probably came out there with the last season, partially through the last season. There was a little bit of overlap, but again, I could be wrong because maybe it could have been reruns, but I do, I do remember some Saturday mornings as a kid watching the two together. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I was definitely a, a huge fan of the show and, and it sounds like you were as well. And we had, uh, you know, lots of, of, of uh, we had, Lots of story for them to work through. Uh, was there any particular addition to the Batman mythos that you really enjoyed, you know, uh, past Terry McGinnis himself? I guess I, I really liked the idea that like, I loved that he was kind of getting newer villains. Um, what was it? Wasn't it Derek Powers, if I remember correctly? He was, you know, just the, the, the skeevy ad guy but he's also you know this you know like oh i'm a tycoon a, a, oh i'm a an industrialist and all that stuff and eventually he starts taking over wayne enterprises and and building it up to wayne powers i thought he was a cool concept and then especially they wound up dousing him with all those toxic chemicals and he became what was it blight was it was it blight? I thought that was really neat Thought it was maybe I could be no, wrong. I mean, it might be, but I I feel like Blight was the name of uh the Captain Planet villain. <laughs> Another great classic in animation. <laughs> uh, let's see what was his name. His secret identity was was Derek Powers. Uh, yeah, Derek Powers, and of course, this has got to be the, the slowest loading page that gives me no information. <laughs> <laughs> It's more of blight. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was blight. Okay. Power blight. Uh, once he got the radio radio flashing on him, he became. Uh, so I liked him. I remember Ink. I really liked her because I felt like she was a good role for Catwoman without it being Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that was one of the things that I thought was great about this show was. Yes, it's Batman of the future, but that doesn't mean all the roles have to be taken and played into it. Right. Um, one thing I wanted to say Jokers. about the one thing I wanted to say about Blight though, and Derek Powers, uh, with it being um, our, what we said earlier about how it being so similar to Spider Man. I mean, isn't that essentially just Green Goblin? Isn't that Norman Osborn Green Goblin? Well, I could definitely yeah. When you when you bring that up, you're you're very right. You know, it's does it, it it plays to that um and even as i mentioned last time i felt with spider-man 2099 i found it funny that both these future properties bad guy is a businessman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that was i thought that was definitely like wow I, I guess you had to be older to understand and now that i'm older i'm like yep Business is the bad guy. <laughs> I mean, our corporate sponsors. <laughs> they were they were trying to tell us when we were younger, but we were like, "Oh, that's that's nowhere near me. I don't have to worry about any of that." And well, here we are now. <laughs> it's a lot, man. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Oh, that's actually a pretty good analogy. Yeah, Terry McGuin- Terry McGinnis to Derek Powers, a.k.a. Peter Parker to Norman Osborn. I like that. Um, well, let's see, though. But, yeah, I, I definitely – I loved uh, – I liked Ink. I liked the idea of the Jokers. I thought that was cool that, that there would be in the future a group of people fixated and still worshipping a psychopath. You Because, know, unfortunately, in, in my lifetime, I've seen that happen, too. You know, or, oh – have these people that worship crazy people um then i think the coolest thing that i really enjoyed was getting to see bruce wayne get older but also seeing like i don't know if you remember that episode the episode when they revived mr freeze yes it was like oh my god this is insane um like and then the sad twist at his body eventually just all, like froze out and he was just a head trapped in a jar it was like <gasps> Futurama but <laughs> it was also very sad but scary looking too because god when he had those those daddy long legs going on that was just creeping all can be I mean in the the Batman Beyond storyline we we get to see um, Nora finally get uh, cured of her disease right I think you're right yeah she, I think she did get cured, and she kind of just didn't really want anything to do with Mister Freeze, right? Wasn't that like the twist or something? I think so. I think if I remember correctly, that's true. Uh, I mean, I remember Spellbinder and Shriek. Like Shriek was one that was such a cool character for me. The whole idea of like this guy working on sonic technology, and he can record the sounds around him and play them back instantly, so that they cancel each other out. So there's just silence everywhere, you know. Uh, then we got to see the Royal Flush Gang, and I believe Terry ends up having a relationship with Ten. Yeah, yeah, they definitely played that out. You're right. Um, I forget her name, but that's true. He didn't wind up having a crush on Ten. And then, how did you? Which was kind of cool. Because... Oh, go ahead. No, no. What, what were you about to say? I, I always liked that thing where it was like royal flesh gang would be like we're gonna commit crime and so she would have to do the superhero trope but in reverse where it's like i'm on a date and i have to leave because i have to go make crime and he's like oh no crap i have to leave to stop it (laughs) but that was a fun play on that classic uh the other thing that i was gonna say was what how did you always how did you feel about commissioner barbara gordon oh i liked that i thought that was a neat to play her future um because it, it it was it was you know it's like it's funny because sometimes like i don't know i guess maybe with batman the animated series like yes it was exciting to see barbara but she really just like, it wasn't her show like you could oh she was very much a guest star um she didn't feel true to her character and obviously an animated series not gonna show the killing joke we are not gonna see barbara handicap but i did like getting to see her basically be oracle but a commissioner so i was like okay that was cool that was a neat way for them to play up the future i didn't care for the fact that they decided to be like yeah let's have bruce and barbara have a relationship like what oh (laughs) the only dick she's gonna get is richard i mean you see what i'm saying hey (laughs) yeah yeah and then i you know i don't remember Dick Grayson in Batman Beyond. Did he show up? Oh, no. I don't think they dealt with him until 
finally in one of the comic book series decided to have him return but only robin we saw would have been tim when they did that return of the joker okay which i still have not watched <laughs> you, you haven't watched the return of the joker that is interesting yeah the the whole twist with uh with uh tim drake you know my favorite robin <laughs> uh is is definitely interesting i wonder if um have has the comic books like updated batman beyond with a version of uh jason todd because at the time of the tv show jason todd was completely dead like he hadn't become back as the red hood yet so i know they've played they definitely played fast and loose with his continuity um because you have dc animated universe version correct so Mm -hmm. the one that was on the cartoons and they would do their own um book versions of they did Batman Beyond Volume 1, which was six issues. And basically, that was just a collection of the, 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 the shows done as a comic, like the, the storyboards, you know, like that. Uh, so that, that limited series did great that they finally did, but its own comic book, which lasted 24 issues. But again, that would have been animated series annuity. Um. I think after that canceled, and you have, um, oh gosh, okay, yeah, so that ended, and they did Batman Beyond, Hush Beyond, obviously the big hush thing had happened there, um, so that is supposed to be set in the animated universe after Return of the Joker, and that's the one that starts talking about what happened to Dick Grayson. Mm. Um, so Dick comes back. That's right. Now I'm starting to remember that because that was the one where they kind of decided, like they, they tried to lead you on to believing Dick Grayson was actually hush. Sir. I think that did happen. It was like a, a clone of Dick. It was some, it just went crazy all over the place with that. Uh, but then they, they went on to another a series of comic books. Um, that happened there appeared over in the Superman animated series book. So Superman adventures issue 64. So that's pretty cool to see animated Superman team up with future bat Terry. Um, and finally they decided to say, Hey, let's just do it. And they brought Terry McGinnis into comic books themselves. They did that with Superman, Batman issue 22. Um, so that one, but that one was just kind of like, a one-page splash, you know. I was, oh, check it out. Here he is. Um, I think they actually credit Batman 700 as being the first appearance of DC Universe uh, Batman. And so with that, I'll um, appear there. But then, of course, New 52 happens. So he's just regulated to, like, one-pagers and stuff like that. Finally, he did make it big into the DC verse when they did the uh, Future's End. And that one will have a twist that you'll like because it actually killed Terry. Like, in the future, DC Universe is just horrible. Like, superheroes are angled robotic zombies. It's disgusting. Bruce Wayne is like, I'm going to go back into the past and save everything. I'm going to make sure this future doesn't happen. And of course, he doesn't make it, so Terry winds up getting in the suit. 
going back into the past. It's like supposed to be like he's supposed to land in the year 2017. He overshoots and he lands in the year 2015, something like that. So he's like, crap, I got to wait two years to save the future. This sucks. <laughs> uh, but it's one of those droids takes it to the, to the past with him, winds up killing him. In this case, makes it to Tim Drake and he gives him the Batman Beyond suit of Tim Drake. The new 52 version of Tim Drake winds up becoming Batman Beyond. Oh, um, a crazy, crazy convoluted stuff. So, uh, the future uh, futures end story. That was one of those weekly books that they were doing. It played with that concept. Then that managed to lead up to, um, his own book. And if I remember correctly, I think Dan Jurgens was writing it. Uh, so they had a couple issues there until it was relaunched and they did, see rebirth which i know for sure was a dan jurgens book that one since they did the rebirth thing they just said we love tim drake but he's not batman being a terry mcginnis back mm-hmm. oh terry is back in the seat and actually the book is just about to end with issue 50 so hopefully they are gonna figure out what they're gonna do with the character instead of just letting him lay low okay um, so getting into Terry McGinnis as the Batman Beyond or Batman in the future, his abilities as listed on Wikipedia is genius level intellect. Did you know that he was a genius? I didn't know that he was a genius. I didn't take him for a genius, but I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like really in the future, like, you know, computers to them are toys. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I could take apart and uh, assemble your iPhone like a kid would with Legos. Yeah. Maybe. I always wonder if you have that. And, I mean, I guess if he has the DNA of Bruce Wayne, who, I mean, we have to consider him being a genius. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, skilled martial artist, street fighter, hand-to-hand combat combatant. Uh, expert detective utilizes high tech equipment and weapons. Now, this is what brings me to what I was going to bring up: is that I remember there is the one episode of the show where Terry has to essentially prove himself without the suit because he has to. One, he wonders is is he Batman or is he a guy in a Batman suit? Very Peter Parker with the Venom symbiote, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds very familiar, yes. Uh, I mean, I assume um, when we read Batman, we know that Bruce Wayne can do all the things that Batman can do. He doesn't need the utility belt. The utility belt helps, right? Iron Man comics, I assume have... I haven't read a lot of Iron Man comics, but I assume they have a lot of issues where he has to do the things where he's like... Can I be the superhero without having the Iron Man suit? Yeah, they definitely like. I want to say early in the Silver Age, they were like, "Oh, you know, what happens if we take Tony out of the armor? Is he gonna do okay? Or is he gonna get beat up?" They made that a thing where Tony purposely went to Captain America and was like, "I need you to train me because I don't want to get my ass beat." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good person to train you. Yeah, so. Um, but I know definitely, I do remember even in comic or the show, Bruce made sure, you know, like he definitely had that thought in his head. It's like, hey, Terry, 
you're going to get your butt beat every day because I want you to either know how to take a beating and survive or how to actually give out a beating. Definitely trained him outside of the suit. But I always remember him just, I mean, I enjoyed getting to see old man Bruce. I won't lie. I thought Bruce was such a jerk in the future. <laughs> <laughs> future future Bruce was pretty much a jerk. This is true. Like he he was pretty bad. Yeah. I always remember that one episode, and I don't remember who it is, who the villain was. It's probably Spellbinder, but they are trying to make Bruce Wayne go crazy and not knowing that he's Batman and, and all that stuff, but then uh Terry, you know, has to either believe him or get him um, committed. And in the end of the episode, Terry's like, well, how did you know you weren't going crazy? Like, how did you know, you know, it wasn't something that was actually with inside you. He goes, cause the voice in my head kept calling me Bruce. That's not my name. And then Terry's like, but that's my name now. <laughs> but it, it's the thing that always stuck with me because hey, like, I mean, it is Bruce that far gone that, you know, Batman is his identity. And I, I would say that like, there, that's, that's something that's always stuck with me is that like Batman is his true identity now. Like after, after all the training and, you know, the losses in, in his life, not just including his parents, like Batman is the, is his identity. Bruce Wayne is the, the mask that he has to wear so that Batman can exist. Oh yeah, no, totally. And there's like that, that even just sparked to my brain that comic book panel. It's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and they're probably at the Fortress of Solitude because it's a really cold area, and they're it's like one of their first meetings, and it's like, okay, we're we're the big three. We can change the world. We got to know that we can trust each other, and we got to know everything about each other. Diana holds the lasso, and they all grab it. And it's like, okay, what's your name? And Wonder Woman is like, I am Princess Diana of Thymascara. Superman is like, my name's Clark Kent, and I'm also Kal-El. Then it's Batman's turn, and he's like, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a huge meme, but it's actually comic book accurate. And like you said, it's Bruce Wayne died that night. What was left was Batman, who just masquerades as Bruce to get what he needs. And you know, I I can accept that. I can accept that that Bruce Wayne dies that night. The the kid Bruce Wayne dies. Um, but what do you think he calls himself between the moment that his parents die and then he gets the persona of Batman? Like, because even in Batman Year One, he's not wearing the Batman suit, right? Like, he's at first he's just wearing the stocking cap. I would I would definitely say like. It, it, oh, and it's funny because uh, you know as I just stated, but you bring up a good argument to that. I would definitely say he didn't die that night per se, but he, like the man he could have been, the hope in him yes, had died. That's good. I don't think he became Batman until probably like depending on which version of the origin, but like you said, in year one, goes out just wearing, you know, bold army clothes and then gets shot up, goes home. He's his father's study just about to die. That's when the bat crashes in. I feel like that is probably like the minute he put on that cowl, that's probably when he's like, from this point forward, I'll be that man. Okay. Uh, speaking more of T Terry McGinnis. So his father is killed uh, very much in the way of 
well, he could have done something. His father is killed after he starts working for Bruce Wayne, right? Oh, before. It's before? Okay, if we're talking the cartoon. Yeah. That was before because they actually, they had a fight. Um, I think it was like because Terry got suspended at school. Because what I found interesting about that cartoon series that his parents were divorced already. That's right. Yeah, his he mom was and dad, with his dad. Yeah. Separated. Yeah. Yeah. That that the weekend he was with his dad. So he 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 comes back home and there's the cops are there and his father's been killed. Don't we? I I take it we don't know who it is. It's just some random guy. Of he goes to live with his mom. Eventually, he gets a job working for Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne takes him in and shows him Batman. Oh, so they do the whole classic, like, it's just such a con- area. Oh, it's one of those things where Harry, he comes home um, and he's he had a bad day at school, like suspended. Of course, Terry's dad, when he comes home and he's nervous, one of his coworkers taking out and gave him a disc, which is funny because it's the future and it's like, Back then, a disc was such cutting edge. Now it's like, oh, really? You wouldn't have just put that in the cloud, you know? But anyways, but he's got this disc. He doesn't know what it's about. His best friend is acting weird, and his son is acting spoiled. He yells at Terry. He's like, go to your room. And then Terry's like, you're barely my dad. You can't tell me what to do. And he leaves. He goes out with his girlfriend. are going to go to the dance club because the future is all about dance. And then, of course get in a fight with the jokers and at that point ends up beating the jokers and they're chasing him so it, it does the whole motorcycle chase and he winds up going to wayne manor just That's because right. he's driving to the outskirts of town Bruce helps him by taking on the the jokers themselves so he winds up fighting them then he's clutching his chest and he's like my pills terry takes him into wayne manor and Bruce takes the pills and kind of goes to sleep. Terry's like, okay, he's walking around. And I think I think it was a bat got stuck in the clock. Mm-hmm. That, that clock that was the secret door. He opens it to let the bat out, but then it opens all the way. Of course, he goes downstairs and he's like, man. Mm. Oh, he's just like, okay, this is insane. And Bruce Wayne appears and he's like, get the hell out, you you know, you trespasser, you, you little punk. <laughs> And then, sure enough, when Terry gets home, he comes home to the police scene. Um, he's, he's, he's told that his father's dead. He goes with his mom, but then when he looks, winds up discovering that he now has the disc. He puts it into a computer, and he's like, oh, my God, Like this is stuff my dad was working on. And, of course, his dad conveniently worked for Wayne Powers. So then Terry is like, screw this. Goes to Bruce. Like you're you're partly responsible for my father dying. Help me get revenge. <clears throat> and then Bruce is like, "No, well, you know, take this information, get to Commissioner Gordon. He'll take care of it." <laughs> Terry's like, "No, you got that cool Batman suit. I'm gonna use it." Tells the suit, goes out and tries to get his first night of revenge. Um, Fair enough, even Bruce is against it. Like, at one point, he depowers the suit, and he's like, come home, or you're going to get beat up. And then Terry's like, I don't care. Not much to me. So 
and he shows that bit of determination, that's when Bruce is like, okay, fine. Let's him use the suit, and Harry gets his revenge, which leads to Powers becoming Blight. Uh, he escapes thinking that he killed Powers, gives the suit back to Bruce, goes home. And of course, the next morning, there's creepy old man Bruce Wayne sipping tea with his mom, and he's like, oh, there's young Terry, the lad I hired to be my uh, fur. <laughs> So sounds sounds uh, familiar. <laughs> What's Tony Stark doing in my in my living room with my aunt? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> Aunt Mom. I mean, which universe am I in? <laughs> uh, but then, because of Justice League Unlimited and then the further stories in the comic books, we real we come to realize that Terry McGinnis is a kind of clone of Bruce Wayne. Uh, Amanda Waller put into motion a storyline or not a storyline, but a, a way of having Batman after Bruce Wayne is no longer Batman. She, uh, steals some of Bruce Wayne's, uh, DNA knowing that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Uh, I believe starts to gene mutate Terry's dad's DNA with Bruce Wayne's DNA so that it's then, uh, passed along to Terry. Yeah. Like they kind of hoped that it's in a way it, not entirely that he is the son of Bruce Wayne, but they share genetic filtering. So it's like, Terry has his mom and two dads in yeah. a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? To make a Batman, you don't just have to have the genes. You also have to have tragedy. So, Evander Waller goes and hires uh, the Phantasm, which we know from the animated series, which was just a version of the Grim Reaper from the Batman comics. And uh, Andrea Beaumont is hired and uh, as an older woman to go and kill uh, Terry McGinnis' father. And I don't know if, if they in the episode of justice league which is i believe it's justice league epilogue or something like that like they um they re redo it so that she is included in the uh the the reason why uh terry's dad was had to do with the disc or not do you know do you know if the whole phantasm and and terry's uh, terry's dad and the disc are integrated so I know that definitely got played out because what was it we were talking about? Um, it's one of the miniseries, so it's not official comics. It's still part of the DC animated universe. Um, what did we see? That comes from... So we did a Justice League Unlimited episode. Remember correctly, I think that's the last one. Mm-hmm. And... The idea gets planted, and yes, there we go. It comes back to Batman Beyond 2.0. This was the comic book series that they did, and then basically, yeah, she is she is set up to be, you know, the the Joe Chill that causes the situation. Um, I, I that part of the origin, it's weird because. Definitely, like it, it brings in some cool, compelling elements, but at the point of the original story, both Batman Beyond and Phantasm are not part of the DC universe. So it's just it 
fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's professional fan fiction because you have, you know, writers and artists on it. Um, like I said, I know Batman issue 700 credit that as being just appearance of DC comics universe, Terry McGinnis and Batman Catwoman number one, which just came out by Tom King and, um, forget who the artist is, but that is supposed to be the first time we see a, uh, the comic book unit. So it, it is something that, and that's pretty wild because both Phantasm and Batman Beyond aren't official the comic book universe in universe characters. Um, but they are starting to appear because we do have Batman Beyond Terry McGinnis as part of the DC book universe with Batman 700, as I mentioned earlier, and then most recently in Batman and Catwoman, the the the, the maxi series Tom King, that introduces the Phantasm and Andrea Beaumont in Dark Knight continuity. So you know they might be able to make that story happen, maybe happen a little bit better and cleaner this time. <laughs> Let's hope. Like <laughs> Andrea would be up for like, oh yeah. You want me to kill some kid's parents so they can grow up to be Bruce? I think she would hate the fact that Bruce got taken away from her love life because of that. You, this is true. You're, you're absolutely right. So I don't know. I ho- yeah, I would hope that they would be able to, to do that better. So Because yeah, it definitely it's, – it's kind of a neat concept, but uh, it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> So let's uh, go ahead and talk about some of the episodes. What are some of your favorite episodes of the show? Well, definitely, I gotta say, I really enjoyed the first one. Like, I, I, I recently went went back and watched it. And if I remember correctly, I think it's like episodes. Yeah, it was one and two. Um, I thought the origin was great. It was well played out. I did get a laugh because if you look at the title, it's birth. It's like, yeah. no kidding. <laughs> how, how crazy is that? So I thought that was pretty wild. Um, I enjoyed Golem issue four. I thought that was kind of neat because it, Golem is a big thing in in another culture, in the Jewish religion. So I thought that was kind of neat because that definitely played to, you know, some, some bigger diversity at, in the end. Uh, so I thought that was great. Um, Dead Man's Hand, the one that, that, that basically played out the idea of Ben being in love with Terry and then Terry still being hung up on his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Um, oh, there's one I wish I could remember, but it, they introduced the idea of, I think it was the terrific trio. Basically, it was Fantastic Four. I thought that was pretty cool because, you know, the, such a ripoff, but I thought it was really neat. To see if I could if I could find that one real. Quick. <clears throat> um, I have bits and pieces of this one, but this one refreshes my mind. Um, it's issue our episodes forty six and forty seven. The call so that was kind of neat, you know. Basically, I mean beyond meeting with the Justice League and getting to interact with Bruce's people. I thought that was pretty wonderful. Um, I don't think I ever watched the last episode, and it's kind of wild because. As I'm scrolling through and looking at this, um, that episode was supposed to premiere September 14th, 2001. I, due to September 11th, actually got replaced. Oh, so 
that's probably why I didn't watch the last episode. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, uh, not a time for, for that. So, uh, I, I think I, I found a list on online of some of the, ep- some of the best episodes. And, uh, one of the ones that it's on this list that I definitely enjoy was the call. Did you, did you talk about that one? Uh, yeah, but go. What were your insights on it? Yeah, no, I just remember seeing. I like that's the kind of thing that I like about the future episodes when you get to see uh, the different versions of of the characters and what what they look like. So the call would be the Justice League, and uh, I, I what, is it like bringing Superman back? And wasn't that all Starros and stuff like that? Something like that, yeah. Uh- because you're right, it was the future version of League, because I think Barda was part of it, because he'd be one of the only immortals. They had the young kid lantern, they had, and it was like, you know, or they were basically controlled by, yeah, Staros. Yeah, they had the the young lady that was uh, uh, basically their Aquaman, and then they had, I think it was, was his name Warbird, which was, uh, wasn't, oh, he, yeah. wasn't he Hawk Woman and Green Lantern's kid? Like John, John Stewart, Stewart and yeah. uh, Shiara Hall in the animated series. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. I forgot about yeah, Warbird. So uh, that was I always thought that was that was a fun thing. So I was I that that's definitely one of my favorites. And um, was the other one was called Lost Soul, and I, I talked about that one before. That was the one where he has to figure out if he's the 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 hero or if the suit's the hero, and it's literally because the suit is being taken over by someone else and. Uh, not like they're in the suit, but they are the programming in the suit because some the deceased, as as the description goes, a deceased tycoon named Robert Vance becomes an AI capable of jumping to computers. Uh, he uses the suit in an attempt to swap bodies with his grandson Ryder Strong, or the his grandson who's voiced by Ryder Strong. But it's like Terry literally has to fight the suit and see if he's good enough. See, I like that. I think that's that's a good. Was it trial by fire? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> so, would would there? I like you talked you touched on it earlier a little bit, like where they're at right now with the Terry McGinnis character. What what would you like to be seen done with him? I guess I I would really like to see him. It's tough because I was looking at stuff. I was like, okay, well, luckily Spider Man twenty ninety nine. He's way in the future. I think when he first appeared, he still has 105 years to go. He happens. Um, with Batman Beyond, I'm looking at this, and if this entry is correct, Pilot is set in the year 2019. <laughs> it's like, wow, Batman Beyond is already done. <laughs> um, I definitely, I, I, I like him. I don't know if I want him so close the future of our reach, you know, like if that makes sense, because like we, we, now that Robin is officially son of Batman just makes sense that Damien will be the next Batman. Um, like I know you could say, well, like Dick was Batman and played no, but like next official Batman will definitely be, um, I kind of wish it was one of those things where like Terry McGinnis really was, you know, Batman 2099 out in that future and you know maybe you could just play it that it's like hey he winds up discovering the Batcave and he's like oh my god you know this people 
hideout of the superhero Batman, and he just does something, and maybe Bruce Wayne is a computer program instead of it actually being Bruce. So I, I kind of wish that it would have been further in the future, so that way, you know, it would be. Because at least, like, the Jetsons, I don't think they were really set a year, so we could always keep imagining they're in the future. Batman Beyond, as I look at this entry, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. That was exactly 20 years into the future from when it actually premiered. So, um, yeah, no, uh, like, because it makes me think of the version of Tim Drake that becomes Batman in the DC future, right? Like the one that came back and tried to make changes and kill um, Cat, Cat Kane, Kate Kane. Uh, because she would the, that Batman Batwoman was going to be bad. Like I understand that they're probably two different timelines, but like do those two interact some way? Then again, is Terry McGinnis interact with Future State in some way? Like I know Future State is probably a little bit, it's probably quite a bit further in the timeline than what it is. No, actually, it might not be because in Future State you have a version of Bruce that's just Bruce, right? Like he's not. He's not Batman, but he's trying to be a hero or at least doing something. He's like Bruce Wayne on the run. Yeah. He still has access to his Batman gear. So, yeah, I would definitely say, like, future state is closer to now than it would be Batman Beyond, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes lots of sense. So, uh, is there any in particular issues that you think people should check out? Other, maybe just Future's End or... So I would recommend, and this is going to be tough because I actually, I started looking at both the first appearances of Harry and Miguel are hot items. Uh, so good luck. Even the trades, like until they do a new printing, you're not going to be able to get the first print trade that you're willing to shell out probably close to three figures. I would definitely say if you can, you know, go hit up your back issue bins uh, definitely pick up Batman Beyond, the first series, that first six issue minis. Uh, probably the second series, issues one through 24. And there's the 10,000 Clowns trade, uh, the Batman 2.0 trades. That's going to start introducing some of the elements of Dick Grayson into the Batman Beyond world if you're interested in that. Um, Batman Beyond Hush Beyond was pretty exciting. That was a neat little mystery. If you definitely like Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, that's definitely a good sister companion to it. Um, I would also probably then just say right now, because they're newer and more fresh in print, definitely pick up Batman Beyond Rebirth, and then the new series that followed it, the 2006, which was good 50 issues. Um, so I would definitely say, you know, that way you get more of a comic book universe Batman. So that's definitely fun. Uh, those are also available as seven separate trade paperbacks. If you wanted to buy and keep them, you would have that uh, that as well. Um, and then as you just mentioned, and I just lost it as I was just mentioning mentioning it. Um, Future's End? Uh, Future's End, I would definitely like... It's a weird convoluted story. It was kind of exciting. Like it did some wild moments. Um Maniac is ultimately the main villain behind it, and it really felt it felt like things mattered. Like, granted, the story might not matter in the scheme of continuity, but the story for the characters felt like it mattered. So that was pretty fun. Uh, and it's, if you want to see Terry make the ultimate sacrifice, definitely pick it up. And, of course, 
nothing's going to beat the cartoon series itself. So, you know, you can watch it on the DC Universe app, or you could go get that beautiful uh, Blu-ray collection that, that Mitch mentioned earlier. And somehow I've got to find a way to watch Batman Return of the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. If you have more information on Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond, and you'd like to get at us, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia. G-E-M-G-E-M stands for Geekly Media. Chris, where can people find you online? You can definitely find me on Twitter as well. I am at Stuff I Should Say, Should Being Spelled S-H-U-G. Check me out there. And then go to geeklymedia.com and AIPTcomics.com and check out all my writings that I do for my love of comics. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the rest of Geek Elite Media, it's at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekeliteMedia.com. Uh, if you are listening to this as a podcast, please, whatever podcatcher you're using, rate and review us so it helps spread the word of our network. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, this is part of a Cyberpunk Week crossover event with the Lore Party Network and certain POV Network. Check those guys out for all the coverage that they are doing cyberpunkness wise and uh, check out certain POV Network uh, to find out how you could possibly, you could donate to translifeline.org and help a great worthy cause. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast.